So in today's episode of the Healing Place podcast, I got a little curveball thrown at me. So I thought we were gonna be talking about marriage in a part two of that little mini series. But Ross and Spoonie turned the tables today. They said they wanted to interview me since I've been doing all these interviews with people uh, over the last few weeks. And so, yeah, they interviewed me about uh, just you know what got me into ministry in the first place, my transition from being a finance major and then getting into ministry, the first church that I worked at where I met Toby, doing youth ministry, worship ministry, um, how we left there and planted cross timbers and how I led worship for the first seven years, and then what finally got me into my current role as the Healing Place Director. So yeah, Ross said that he had asked a lot of those questions or maybe I talked about some of that stuff in different episodes, but that he wanted to have it all in one place. So yeah, I hope you enjoy the little uh, impromptu interview with me today. I'm back with my boys. That's right. That's right. Yes, sir. We're going to start part two of our marriage. Okay. Okay. Before, little, you, before oh, you get going here. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So here we go. <laughs> so me and Spoonie were talking earlier. Oh, here we go. <laughs> and you know, we're, Let's we're, do it. we're, we're back together. Uh-huh. And, we are. uh, and it's been a minute. You've been interviewing all these people this summer. We've Solo been, interviews. we've been, we've been vacationing, you know? So we thought it would be awesome if me and you, me and Spoonie, could interview B-Hack. Yes. Come on! Look at you! You have a good poker so, face, bro. Yeah, I know. Okay, so, no, it. so we just, I just think, uh, you know, we've heard, we've heard um, oh bits and pieces of, of your story. Uh-huh. And, and um and obviously like we so are we going to talk about marriage today or no? <laughs> we can talk a little bit about your marriage, no, but yeah. but I think let's no, just let's I go. just want to hear about your story and you know I told Spoonie just to be thinking of questions that we or conversations we've had that have been impactful to bring up and about you. So um so yeah so I, like a condensed version of your story, okay? And of who of who you are. That's I know the, I know, yeah. but we'll we'll get there. So we want to start there. I'll lead. Yeah, I'll lead your. We'll 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 lead it around. Okay, okay? cool. But first, just give like oh, give like a quick overview of family work, like how long you've been on staff, and uh, yeah, just start there. Okay, so family is my highest value, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, been married thirty two years mm-hmm. to Jamie. Mm-hmm. We have three kids: Chandler, who's twenty seven. Christian, who's 25, and Carson, who's now 20. Yeah. And uh, Chandler's married to Ryan, has our first grandbaby, who yeah. just turned six months old, mm-hmm. Ruthie awesome. Jean. Mm-hmm. And uh, Christian's working in Denton. Carson is a student at OSU mm-hmm. and, you know, producing some music. Mm-hmm. Um, last night, the, everyone I just named and talked about was at our house for awesome. uh, yes. from about five o'clock until about eleven. Wow! And wow. so, and I told Jamie, I said, I mean, life does not get any better than that. Wow. It's uh, wow. you know, been married thirty-two years, awesome. like yeah. I said, and and family. When you invest uh, in family and your mm-hmm. kids, mm-hmm. you know, they want to come back. They want to be yes. there. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I mean, 
I always say I feel like the richest guy in the world yeah. because of that blessing. Yeah. It's just so fun to hang out, and I got to be with baby Rue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's awesome. That's so good. And yeah, I've been here yeah. uh, 22 years and now. Talk we about plant the church. Talk yeah. about that because I don't think a lot of people know your journey coming yeah. from the business world, then on staff at a church, and then here. So talk about just in brief, like that kind of transition after college, job, all that. So I graduated uh, at ACU in uh, 88 and got married in 89, but I graduated with finance degree. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those wow. deals that, you know, I, you go out there and literally, I mean, here, I loved music, you know, I love sports and I loved all this stuff, but I, I thought I was kind of too smart to think I'm going to go be some, you know, rock star or <laughs> be some professional, you know, sport, you know, yeah. uh, athlete. So um, I was good in math and made good grades. So it, you know, all my advisors said, you should do finance because it looks good on a resume and it can yeah. be a lucrative career. So, mm -hmm. you know, being clueless, I majored in business and got a finance degree and it was so boring to me. But I went in, you know, the first job was working at a bank. I, I literally wow. graduated and two weeks later I was working at a bank. I think I just snowed them. I went in, you know, you know, had my suit on and this young <laughs> yeah. college grad and, uh, you know, maybe, I don't know if I threw around my GPA or something, mm -hmm. but they hired me and, mm -hmm. and I took the place of a guy who'd been there seven years as a credit analyst, wow. started working at a bank and did training there. Anyway, and fast forward, I worked uh, for Trammell Crow then for a brief uh, t time until I got, uh, found a job at EDS, Electronic Data Systems, uh, anyway, as a financial guy. Yeah. And, um, and I, so I'd been in the, in the business world about five years when all the stuff that had happened in our marriage in those early years mm -hmm. where God had done a miracle of, mm -hmm. of reconciliation and saved what was dead mm -hmm. and what had been destroyed, mm -hmm. mostly by me. Mm -hmm. And I just remember, again, you could use all kind of metaphors, but I feel like this, this vision that kept coming up was like, the lights out at EDS. The party's mm -hmm. over. The streamers had been busted. The, the the balloons and their helium were all just kind of coming down. Like mm -hmm. it, it's over. Like you're you need to do something else. You need to go do something else. And I remember, so I felt called. I felt yeah. called into ministry. Yeah. And I said, wow. I want to share. Wow. I want to share my faith. And at the time, it wasn't just like I want to help couples. That ended up being something I was very passionate about and do right. to this wow. day. Right. But it was I want to. I want to shake up the church, man. I, yeah. I remember having this awakening. Mm. God had come into my life and mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit was real. Yes. Yes. And for the first time, you know, I was grew up in a church and went, you know, baptized when I was 12 and went to church. Mm -hmm. But it was not it was not real. Mm. It was just kind mm -hmm. of checking a box. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. And I never had that quote personal relationship with Jesus, right. you know, that I had probably taught about and mm -hmm. talked about and you know, but it became so real in the context of my marriage. Um, that I wanted to, I, I remember being alive and sitting there on Sundays looking around going, wait, these people are like all chewing their gum and looking down. And <laughs> in the day, it would be looking at their program. Now yeah. I'd be looking at their phone. You know, <laughs> right, I'm like, right. come on, man, y'all understand this stuff is like real and exciting. And I yeah, wanted to yeah. wake up the dead. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, I felt called and had never heard of South Lake Church, yeah. had never heard of Toby. Um, just started checking around with friends saying, do y'all know of anybody who's, you know, hiring for a, a, a youth guy, probably yeah. a youth minister, you know, yeah. that's mm -hmm. kind of get your foot in the door. And I started call. I heard about, I'd heard of South Lake Carroll football. Mm -hmm. 
but never even knew where it was, you know. So anyway, because I grew up over in Dallas. Anyway, called Toby, and they were in the middle of VBS. It was he was the only person on staff at this church. <laughs> wow. Um, and he finally, I just kept wearing him out, and he had that old brick car phone. So he matter. So so one day while he's in the car, he called me back, and just from that conversation, he thought I I want to talk to this guy. And I went, and they had they had sworn they had they had hired another business guy to be <laughs> a youth minister, yeah. and and it didn't work out for whatever reason. They yeah. they had said we're not going to hire another business guy. <laughs> wow. We're going to have somebody who's got experience in yeah. youth ministry. Yeah, wow. And I went and talked to Toby and the elders, and they hired me that night on That's the spot, awesome. kind wow. of thing. So cool. it was, so yeah, got into it, and I just remember saying I, I don't want to be pigeonholed in youth ministry or worship ministry, yeah. like. I'm this person who brings whatever I bring yeah. to the table, and hopefully yeah. as I evolve and grow, we'll bring mm -hmm. more. I just want to be utilized in yeah. every way possible. Yeah. yeah. So you so you mm -hmm. were, you were came on as youth leader, and then when did you make that transition to, I mean, were you song leader? Like, I know Dude. that was the thing then. So like, <laughs> what, that, tell me. Well, it's so funny. You said, so in, in the Church of Christ, yeah. we grew up, you know, non-instrumental. Right. There was right. no instrumental music. Right. Which, are there any other kind? <laughs> Anyways, no, we did acapella. <laughs> You're right. I think it was acapella. But the difference was these kind of spirit-filled churches in, in our tradition, they were the ones who would stand up and clap oh. and kind of, you know, get going, get into that it, right? The but it was still, and then they, had the, then they had the worship team. Yeah. And, and the worship team would stand up front yeah. and hold microphones. Oh, yeah. And they would either sit on the front row and face the front, or <laughs> if you're really wild, you would turn around and they would face the audience oh. at the run of the risk of being a show or being a performance. Okay. Awesome. Anyway, because we didn't want to do entertainment. You yeah, know, heaven right. forbid we hold people's attention for an extended period of time, which is what entertainment is. But anyway, uh, so I became, yeah, very, so one Sunday, Toby knew I was doing retreats and, you know, he'd seen me play, I guess, the acoustic guitar. And nice. at the retreats, I was doing some music stuff and had some band stuff with my youth ministry. Mm -hmm. And so one Sunday, the guy who was doing, leading the worship, I lit, I kid you not, the first service was at eight o'clock. They had a, a slide carousel, mm -hmm. slides, mm -hmm. like oh, Kodak yeah. slides at oh, the yeah, back sure. of the room. And the guy, the, the leader had a little remote control <laughs> oh and he'd do the slides <laughs> at eight, at five till eight. Wow. Toby comes to me in a pan and goes, dude, can you lead worship? Cause the guy wasn't there. And so here I am, I'm throwing slides in. They were throwing slides in. And I look stupid because I'm not prepared. I get up in front of the church and start leading worship. And I'm you know, doing the slides. And it'd be upside down. The word, literally. And that's like, thanks, man. Give me more than five minutes notice. But I did. I kept kind of filling in when this guy wouldn't show up. And shortly after that, I became the new worship guy. Okay. So I was doing worship and youth. And, and uh, yeah, man. So wow. that's how I got in. Wow. And so we we were there together, sorry, yeah. uh, for six years, uh, six and a half. And then we left that church to plant Cross Timbers. Talk and about that. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah so uh, we had a, this great opportunity from a guy who was uh, sitting there every Sunday in our in our place um, that wanted to underwrite basically the church and, and help donate land and pay our salaries for two years. I think it became self-sustaining, self-supporting in wow. the first six months. Amazing. Um, but yeah, uh, at the time I transitioned out of youth ministry and hired two other youth ministers to do that work, which was exploding. Danny Stokes. Matter of fact, Danny Stokes. <laughs> Danny Stokes is one of them. Um, 
And yeah, we 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 left that church and 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 uh, came out here, and we tried hard, you know. And history is gonna sometimes tell its different story yeah. depending on who's talking about the history. Yeah. But mm-hmm. tried hard not to hurt that place or split yeah. the church. And yeah. people who wanted to come out, like, no, you stay there. Mm-hmm. If if after a year you're yeah. called to do this, you know, missional thing out in Argyle mm-hmm. and come out and be part, then go ahead. But so tried to start a f- just fresh with a few, you know, just a handful of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I was leading worship at the time, mm-hmm. doing full-time worship ministry. Yeah, I remember, mm-hmm. I mean, we, we definitely... Did that for seven years. We definitely have to move as quick as possible. But I remember mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I remember uh, that time, like with my family, being a really hard time uh, with, the, with the church transition, leaving South Lake Church... You know, transitioning from South Lake Church of Christ to South Lake Boulevard Church, and then to South Lake, to, to, yeah, mm-hmm. and then transitioning mm-hmm. out. So, how was that for you personally? Was that a was that a hard season, or was that something that was really life giving because you were stepping into something exciting, or life giving? I couldn't wait. Okay. And so, and, mm-hmm. and again, I understand. Again, I understand Toby feeling like you know at the time it was really really hard. He yeah. felt like you know, wow. He felt like some of the things that happened in the transition were not honoring yeah. to him. Yeah. And my thing was. And, and sometimes when you make a decision to do it and you want to do it slowly and transition mm-hmm. and, and we're all in it together, yeah. but then somebody says, you know what, we're going to control this process. And, and oh, by the way, since you're doing it, Sunday's your last, you know, this mm. surprise, yeah. Yeah. that can be hurtful. I don't like the lame duck and yeah. just stay around. It's like, man, yeah. if I'm gone, I'm gone. It's right. like, let's go. And right. so it was a very positive thing right. um, for me. Right. Um, Good. Yeah, and that's and that's good. a long a long story, oh, but sure. we were very excited right. about the opportunity, right. and I love the people yeah. and that we that we were left behind and have good relationships to this day yeah. with yeah. so many of those people. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah, Spoonie, feel free to jump in with any questions you've mm-hmm. got at any time. Um, I, I, I love, I just love hearing, hearing yeah, the man. story too. Uh, I was there, but unaware of <laughs> a lot of stuff that was going sure. on. Sure, sure. Um, okay, so but then in the midst of that was Corbin, your son. Um, it, timeline. Talk talk about the timeline there. That's a great question. Okay. So, yeah. So here we are in 1990. Corbin was born in 97. Okay. Wow. And he passed away in in March of 99. Wow. And okay. then we launched the church. So, and and our first January. public service was January of 2000. Oh my gosh. Wow. So to that say I was in the crazy. throes of grief. Ooh. Yeah. Is, the, is the understatement. But, and that's why I paused, I thought, what a great lead-in to mm-hmm. just kind of what helps set the DNA of, of Cross Timbers. So, and again, so many things have changed, but so many things have stayed the same. One, you hear a lot around here, it's okay not to be okay. Yeah. Welcome home. Yeah. My, 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 my wife and her dad and family came up with welcome home. It's like, mm-hmm. come as you are. It's okay not to be okay. Yeah. Authenticity, vulnerability, transparency. We were just not going to put on the face and yeah. say it's you know we're all fine. Right. It's like nah, that's BS. Mm-hmm. We know we know we're not all fine. Right. And so one of the things that helped set the DNA is I was going to be authentic when I was leading worship. Yeah. And so there was days I felt like celebrating. Yeah. And and and, and but there was days where I didn't. 
Of and so I would look for songs that that mirrored kind of where I was mm-hmm. authentically as a person and as a human being, and and I and I looked for songs that had what I'll call lyrical integrity. Yeah. I didn't mm-hmm. just sing stuff that I didn't believe. Yeah. Right. I right. just or that right. I was choking on, yeah. and I wanted to look out at people and mm-hmm. connect with people that I'm leading mm-hmm. and say, "Man, That's we, good. you understand what we're singing right now? Yeah. Like we get it." Yeah. And I I knew their stories as I started doing more and more pastoral work yeah. and marriage work, um, and it was. It was so good to kind of honestly get beyond my yeah. stage fright and my self-consciousness about being up in front of people mm-hmm. wow. and just connect at the level of uh, truly believing what we were singing about yeah. and who were we singing to. Yeah. Um, wow. And so that, so that period where I was in, you know, some lights out depression mm-hmm. and uh, ups and downs, yeah, that was January of 2000, our first public service, uh, first public service. So we were, people were watching that. Mm-hmm. They were watching the depression. Mm-hmm. They were watching the healing mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. coming back mm-hmm. and, and growing out of that. Mm-hmm. And they were, they were there for us during yeah. that, you know? Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. you could say, I have a question, this is a question I'm going to ask you right here. Mm. If, if this Brian right now could talk to that Brian then, what would you tell him? Hmm. Yeah, I, th- I th- what I know I would say mm-hmm. is, dude, quit worrying so much about the technical perfection. Wow. Because just mm-hmm. be you. Yeah. And I was, but still yeah. what, what took me out of just right. being totally just there and in the moment and, and no, was the pressure I put on myself mm. for the product, the songs, the, the band to be perfect. Yeah. I was a perfectionist mm. and not because I was something and right. like, Ooh, look at me and my standard is right. because of my fear of inadequacy, mm. fear of being exposed that That's dude, good. you're a fraud, you're no good. Wow. So I want it to be perfect. Right. Ooh. Otherwise I look stupid. I felt right. stupid. Wow. I would feel ashamed or embarrassed. That was, mm-hmm. that was what I grew up with that mm-hmm. performance thing. Yeah. And so I missed, boy, I missed a lot mm. of good moments where, cause I, I was after the thing and yeah. we we're having multiple services. Yeah. You got to fix this and dude, you're freaking off. You know, you got to learn, you got to be right. more prepared. And I'm just like, and, and mm. I mean, so many of the old guys, the old band from those days would say, man, you, you helped me grow because you just held us to a higher standard. Mm. And I wasn't always a till of the hun, you know, nah. right. but I know for a fact that I, if, if, even if I didn't take it out on other people, mm-hmm. I took it out on myself. Yeah, mm. the yeah. internal. Yeah. And so I missed people right. come out after a service. Oh my gosh, the Holy Spirit! So it wasn't about us. We right. truly were invisible. Got out of the way, and the Holy Spirit would do this thing. But I'm sitting there, pig biting mad, and I yeah. could I'd missed it wow. because they're telling me what a joy it was, and I'm like on the way home, just oh, I'll never do this again. And, yeah. and I'm yeah. thinking that wasn't worship. Yeah, wow. my heart was not in the right place. Yeah. Mm. Well, when, when I think back to that time and when I hear people talk about that time, the first thing that you said about being vulnerable and honest and walking, seeing people, walk, uh, people mm. seeing you walk through that grief, that's the picture that I think people remember yeah. too. So that for the regrets you have, I think the mark that you made yeah. was that. Yeah. Like, I mean, the, I just, I think of Hold Me Jesus, like that's the song that mm. the Rich Mullins song, wow. like that's the song that stands out to me from that time. Wow. You know? Do you that's remember good. seeing it? Oh, you yeah. Oh, what, yeah. What, what impact 
seeing him well, up there was it on your life <clears throat> well i mean i think later on like i can think of middle school and high school mm-hmm. when i started getting into music okay and brian like i remember this one time brian came over to our house in argyle uh-huh. and um he was like he came and sat with me for like 30 minutes and was like hey wow. dude look at this tuning like check out this capo wow. that you know i've i've used this cut capo Good to capo. play play yeah. these open so cool, chords man. like do all this stuff and mm-hmm. he was like yeah like this this piece of gear is important da 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 so i remember being feeling really cool that you yeah. know the music guy that brian this stud was here with me yeah. like teaching me stuff so yeah. that was really impactful that's, cool. that's that's a really clear memory i have mm-hmm. from from mm-hmm. then so yeah it's really mm-hmm. great so okay that's so cool, so then let's move on to you start you, you're leading worship you're you're going through grief and then then that stops and you transition to the healing place and yeah we've we've heard that story but tell it about just you feeling done and yeah, yeah. well well so i mean the the quick the quick uh, is the quickest way to yeah. kind of get there is so toby you know always joked he goes i ain't a counselor you know i don't know if you've seen that that <laughs> that that old bit where um i mean it's an old guy so i'm sure you have bob newhart is actually was his counselor and people would come in and start telling and he'd just sit there and go well quit it Quit it. That was his advice as a counselor. Well, quit it. Stop doing that. You yeah. know? And Toby's like, I, I would That's just him. say, quit it. Yeah. You know, he said, you know, don't ask me. I'm not a counselor. That yeah. always avoided that. So mm-hmm. kind of by default, what I'd gone through in our marriage, mm. the the certification and prepare and enrich and working with couples in the mm-hmm. early days, mm. I started becoming known as just one of those guys who's going to meet with couples and wow. meet with people. Okay. And so, so really what, so I was doing obviously leading worship. Right. And that's so people that have never done it don't realize how people would say, so what's your real job? Yeah. Like, like you, just <laughs> play you play golf Sunday. all week yeah. and just, you just show up and play, yeah. right? Yeah. They don't realize the time intensive on charts and MP3s yes. and getting the band ready and getting mm-hmm. the songs and the flow. I really, it's yeah. like this, this thing that you're trying to experience sure. you're yeah. trying to create anyway, but I was getting busier and busier and busier and having to do most of the worship stuff on like all other time. time, my time. And, right. and I didn't want it to take, you know, away from family and my kids and always be that guy who's busy. Not now, son, because I'm busy, you know, going to go save other people and lose my family. So I just knew I probably had to kind of choose. I'm getting busier and busier meeting with people Mm -hmm. and being available, like I said, Mm -hmm. to be one of the doctors in the hospital for sick people. And so it wasn't like I was done with worship or called away. I was just called to something new. Mm -hmm. Mm. Because I people thought I was crazy. They're like, "What? You're doing what?" Mm-hmm. They couldn't believe it. They just saw me yeah. as this music and worship guy, right. and mm-hmm. they just couldn't believe that I would ever wow. quit that. Yeah, and it just it became obvious at a certain point in time. I just need to transition to do that full time mm-hmm. to work with more and more people and be available to where I'm not so stressed mm-hmm. and where I turn it over to the youngsters where mm-hmm. they can show right. up and do it and, and love it and not be so stressed out about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So was the healing place, was it founded at that point and you joined the team or talk about that a little bit? The healing place was here, cool. um, but it was, it looked different. Right. Um, and uh, it was mostly at that time, support groups and licensed counselors. Mm-hmm. Um and so I wanted to move over and to do the non-licensed, quote, what we call pastoral care. Right. Uh, and so, yeah, I started doing that full time back then. And so then that started becoming, taking shape mm-hmm. as this, what what you currently see in what we do. Um, and at a time we had licensed counseling and what we call freedom ministry. And then what happened is the licensed part, we just wanted to keep the fee-based 
licensed part separate. Mm -hmm. And so we moved all those people off site and they started their own thing. Um, And then we folded what we called then Freedom Ministry mm-hmm. into what we do, because it's all Freedom Ministry. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and so then we became this, again, this this current model of non-fee-based, non-licensed counseling for mm-hmm. biblical counseling, pastoral counseling for anyone and everyone. And of course, now we have our staff and our care coaches doing that. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, but that, I mean, that you, you say that really quickly, but that was like, what, a 10-year... 15-year journey process of starting with licensed care, then Freedom Ministry coming in. And then, like, I I just remember uh, I came on staff eight years ago, and at that point, uh, Freedom, there was the Freedom Ministry was here, Mm -hmm. and I think the licensed counselors were still here. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I remember those conversations happening, those announcements being made, and that being a big deal, like being like, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, I can't believe this is changing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I just want to say that because, you know, the way that you describe it, it's like, yeah, this is part of everything. But those are big moments throughout throughout the course of the Healing Place history, and I'm sure your history as well. Yeah, they were. They were. And it, there was a lot, that, and it was hard. Some of the transitions were easier than mm-hmm. others, but mm-hmm. um, change is hard. Mm-hmm. Change is always hard. Um and, um, and, and I wasn't always involved in all of the right. decisions, you know, that yeah. were being made during that time. Right. Uh, and you know, the director changed several right. times right. or a couple yeah. of times. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but yeah, it's been my, my, look, my heart is people that come in our doors. They've, we've all got crap and they've yes. got it. They're struggling. And I just didn't want the whole model to, of church and the ministry I was a part of it to be, mm-hmm. they come in and they're shoulder to shoulder facing forward for 45 minutes a Sunday and then they leave. Yeah. I wanted it to be something where there is a, let's, let's turn and let's be knee to knee and eyeball to eyeball. Yes, um, yeah. re- recently we did this church in the round mm-hmm. and what I love, Nadia Boltz Weber. I heard her say about her the church in the round that right. she talked uh, that she was uh, leading for a while mm-hmm. in Denver. Um, she said, "There's an accountability of presence." Wow. Mm. She says, "She says it democratizes mm. the space mm. when you're sitting, you know, and seeing one another." Yeah. So now we, it's like, "Yeah, brother, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, look at what's happening here." It's yeah. like, listen to this word, these lyrics we're singing. Yeah. And there's a instead of we're all just experiencing a show. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you mm-hmm. know, I think I. It's funny you say that because I was talking to Jordan mm-hmm. Spoonie's son um, uh, uh, last week. We went and got lunch and. Uh, what something that was really powerful about that moment of being in the round is I saw you, you can see people more like what you're talking about, like Mm -hmm. just the basic thing of Mm -hmm. seeing people Mm -hmm. more. And I saw, uh, some families that have been at cross timbers since I was a kid, you know, since it started essentially. And I, you know, I see them from time to time, but to see them in church and like them worshiping, it was, it was really profound to me. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it just made me reflect on the fact that, you know, we're always thinking of the new thing at church. We're always Mm -hmm. trying to push forward. We're always focusing on um, all of these things when in reality, the thing that matters the most is people and community and relationships and creating an environment where people can come and and build that relational equity over time. You know, I hear people talk, describe cross timbers, you know, as like, Hey, they've been there forever, been consistent, like even through COVID, like we were still meeting and doing things, not that other churches weren't, but I see that kind of place on us. And I think that is 
a characteristic that is embodied in our leaders and our founders, you know, like Brian, that's what I see in you when you talk about your healing place journey, like, man, you've been here for years and years and years. There's been so much turnover uh, among our staff and people come and people go. But when there's consistent people like you who are in the headship role and the leadership role, um, man, I think it creates, that's what, that's what has, that's what has attributed to our reputation as Mm -hmm. a church and as a, as a organization that helps people is because there's people like you who have consistently been in people's lives for year, years and years and years. I can sit here and tell stories about me being in middle school and, you know, and you coming over to my house and now we're working together, you know, and just like the so many layers of what has been created because of that. And I'm one story of many, 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 many stories. Well, thank you. And the, the blessing that you get I, I, the word that keeps coming is legacy. The, the blessing that you get when you, uh, with yeah. longevity and tenure, mm-hmm. when you stay mm-hmm. somewhere, yeah. just what you see, and yeah. and and obviously the temptation. Oh, I've wanted to quit a hundred times. Yeah. The t- and you know how many pastors want to quit on yeah. Monday, oh, right? Sure. It's a, and, yeah, and, and, totally the, and they call that. Black Monday or something. When <laughs> yeah. when when pastors the the Monday after Easter, yeah. Like statistically, how many oh, pastors yeah. quit on yeah, that day? Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, because you know things hadn't panned out the way they had, yeah. they thought it would, or yeah. what have you. But when you stay, it's mm-hmm. just man, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm gonna override that that emotional you mm-hmm. know thing that I'm feeling. Man, I'm gonna stay. And for me, the blessing of staying and yeah. and the continuity, the consistency, yeah. And then what I've just been able to be, be a part of, I've yeah. loved. I've and I literally am having as much fun today doing what I'm doing than I've ever had. Yeah. yeah. I love that, man. Yep. And and that relates perfectly back to our last episode of talking about marriage. Like the theme that we walked away from is the value of staying, Yeah, you know, the va- and the, the blessing and the, the fruit and the gifts that yeah. come from that. And so you're a product of that here too, product of that in your marriage, mm-hmm. in your family's life, talking about the family that you've created. So that's an, that's a really unique and special thing about you that yeah, uh, you. that that I think not a lot of people represent. But dude, I thank you for 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 showing Look at up. Us. Yeah. <laughs> thank you yeah. for for uh, for Being on rolling, the spot. rolling with the yeah. rolling with the audible. We thought it would be fun to <laughs> just awesome. hear some more of your story in one I, one yeah. format. So I love it. I it love was, it. It was really good. But yeah. it's great to be with you guys. We're signing off for today, and we'll see you yeah. next time. Thanks. So I hope you've enjoyed our conversations. Remember to like, share, follow, subscribe, and all that good stuff. And if you ever wanna talk to someone in the Healing Place, we're here for you. Please pick up the phone and call, email, or find us on crosstimberschurch.org, The Healing Place, or find us on our Facebook page, The Healing Place Group.